Miss Kapow. Yes, Brother Kapow. Are you still here? Because it's the end of the world today. I'm still here, unfortunately. What? <laughs> well, what happened? Because uh, uh, the uh, false prophet David Mead said uh, the 23rd was it. He did. He did. <sighs> and now, uh, we're still here. Now, because he, he prophesied falsely last year. And, uh, well, prob- it's a good thing I didn't sell my, uh, you know, my my pe- pencils. <laughs> Your pencils. My drawing pencils. I know. I know. Just sell everything and go to the mountain of, uh, you know, Mount Zion in uh, Utah and wait yeah. to return of Christ. Now, <laughs> I, I, it's interesting to see how David Mead and everybody who follows this guy, apparently he has a big following. He has his website and he write, wrote a book or several books and he's got a big following on YouTube. And it's, um, it's going to be amazing to see now how he weasels out of this one. I'm sure it's going to be something like, oh, it something happened. It's mm-hmm. the beginning of what happened. Yeah. I never said it was going to be the end of the world. I just, I didn't say Christ was coming. I just said, it's possible. The you know what I mean? Yeah, he'll say something. I'm sure. And then, and then all his uh, blind sheep who follow him will go. Okay, light me the more. You know what I mean? Yep. And and really, that story goes perfect with what we're going to talk about today. Yes. And Second Peter. Second Peter. It's it's about specifically false. Prophets and false teachers. I can't tell you how specific the Bible is about these things. And yet hundreds and thousands, if not millions of ignorant, biblically foolish people continue to follow the sensationalism of false teachers. Why, Miss Kapow? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I just, uh, Miss Kapow just pointed out to me yesterday on YouTube, uh, Jonathan Kleck, mm-hmm. uh, who's way out there, had how many? 111. Had 111 subscribes. Right, so he's mm-hmm. probably making five, six thousand dollars a month in, um, you know, uh, advertising dollars with that kind of subscription. But he had this—I don't even know what the video was about. But he had this I video. I don't either. Up. I don't remember. It had only been up for a week, and he had what thirty thousand? You know, thirty-three thousand. <laughs> Our magic numbers. Yeah, our magic numbers. It's just it's just amazing the amount of people that will follow that's the these are signs I of know. the last days though. I, I and I should know that because I preach that and teach that. But it still bothers you. I well, I think it bothers me because I'm I'm doing it and then I'm like I wouldn't have thirty thousand listeners in twenty years, you know, let alone a week. Yeah, I mean, people don't want to hear about hell, and they don't want to hear about false prophets, and they don't want to hear about they don't want to hear about taking up your cross and following Christ. And where did Christ go? He went to death. You have mm-hmm. to die to the world. Don't want to hear that because they like binge watching on Netflix. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. It sounds like I'm being condemning. Well, because I am. I, I, I get I get really tired of foolish people. 
and I get tired of preaching to them. <laughs> I do. I, I really do. I get tired of preaching to fools. Um, mm. Anyway, but you're listening to Kapow's show, so you're not a fool because you're listening. So you're expecting something, and you're not going to get it. No, just kidding. Um, you're expecting some kind of a, a, a word, some kind of teaching, and you're going to get that because uh, Peter wrote some stuff under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. that we are going to try to um, vet out. Yeah, plus the Lord said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall fall Yeah, in place. Shall be added unto you. Yep. Yeah, it's it really is. It's it's one thing to like read the scriptures and go yeah yeah. It's another thing like when you're living a certain aspect of it, and then you see it as like it was kind of like being sick and then holding on to those scriptures about healing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy if you're healthy to go by stripes you're healed and you're not right. Mm -hmm. You're healthy, but when you're sick, it's a lot harder to to hold on to that. And um, that's that's where the rubber meets the road, right? That's right. That's where moxie comes in, spiritual moxie. And uh, I'm not saying it's easy because it ain't, folks. It ain't you're, easy because in in a, in a way that you're you're in a war, you're also being trained. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And the more you can use your faith, you know, the stronger you become. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You you start getting like those calluses, those spiritual calluses mm -hmm. on your hands. and Where you know that you know that you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then you start recognizing the enemy and you start recognizing the bait and the traps and going, oh, I'm not following for that one. Mm -hmm. That's my anger button he's pushing, you know. Mm -hmm. And I know what happens when I fall for my anger button. I lose, right? right. Then he runs, you know, Satan, you know, he runs to, to God's throne and judges you. It says, see, look what, look what, look what Paul's doing. He just got mad at this guy who cut him off, you know, <laughs> right? Uh, it, it's, it's tough. It's like, it's like Ms. Kapow says, man, it's, uh, it's hard to live by the faith, but the righteous and just shall live by their faith. That's right. Oh, okay. That's where we overcome, we overcome by our faith. Yeah. I see your little hand waving over there. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm being very no, no. Animated. It's cool. I see. I'm it. not. It's not towards you. It's just, I know. I'm just. It's animated. <laughs> it's no. I'm digging it. No, I, I'm digging it, man. Okay, so we are going to start in uh, Peter, and it goes Second Peter, and it goes perfectly with today, um, April twenty third, where we had some false prophets. You had David Mead, in particular, prophesying that today was the return of Christ, the end of the world, all this stuff. And I'm sure they'll find some way to get around it. Um, of course, the day's not over, but here in America, uh, nothing has happened. Um, <laughs> so there. <laughs> that, I, that I know of, you know, that I know of. Uh, maybe I'll be more specific. Here in my little world in Nevada, nothing's happened. So, you know, maybe somewhere else it has, and it just hasn't reached us. Or it's a false flag, you know. They're hiding it. They're hiding it. Uh, half the world is is wit on the space, but they're not telling us. So um, <laughs> any, anyway, nice. <laughs> it's a perfect day for this because Peter's talking just about uh, these days and, and people like David Mead. So it's kind of neat in that aspect because you're like, oh, huh, you can actually apply it. Yeah, we're here. This is it. This is a good deal. 
And um, like I said, it's one thing to look at it in the future. Like in the, in the future, there's going to be false prophets. And like, oh, yeah, I'll never do that. I'll never fall for that because, right? But it's today and it's here. And so many people fall for this, all kinds of nonsense. Mm-hmm. They love the sexy, jingle, jangle, shiny gospel stuff. They love it. They like having their ears tickled. Oh, don't they love their ears tickled? You know what else people love to, they flock to? Mm. This watered down gospel message that, you know, there's a there's a gray area in sin. There's Ooh. some sins that are worse than others to God. Mm-hmm. There's some things that are bad, and other things not so bad. And, you know, you can walk a line. Oh, they also love that, hey, I say a prayer once, you know, and I follow uh, my Christian religion, and so I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, they also love this whole bit about I'm a Christian. I'm just a struggling Christian. I'm not perfect. I'm forgiven. Yeah, yeah. they love they love that kind of stuff. They love easy, mm-hmm. easy. They think they're at Staples where everything's easy. Um, the whole Christ says, "Hey, you're gonna follow me. You got to pick up your cross and follow me. You got to deny yourself." Whoa, no, don't. You start preaching that stuff, you're gonna lose listeners. Okay, mm-hmm. no one's going to listen to you on that. Um, the, the, you know, that's truth. That's Bible. You don't want that. So they love this this watered down Cheez-Its. They love this hum, humanity, you know, this humanization of this watered down Cheez-Its and everything's okay and comfy. Um, they, they love that. And they're like little kids. They're like little kids in a, in a bassinet. And you jingle, jangle the little shiny keys in front of them, like a little mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, look, yeah, cookie, cookie. That's my baby talk. <laughs> ooh, cookie, you know, I want the shiny cuckoo, cuckoo, gaga. And then they want to put it in their mouth. You know, that's the way the spoon-fed, milk-drinking, watered-down Christians are, and they disgust me. <laughs> they do. They absolutely disgust me. And I'm not alone about that. There's some scriptures that uh, say God is disgusted by that too. It shouldn't be, but it is. The church yeah. is sideways. Fortunately, Peter tells us why. Mm-hmm. And today's date is April 23rd, 2018. And it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, Miss Kapow, why don't you start with Second Peter? And you are going to start in, in chapter 1, verse, verse 20. 20, because... Really, that should have been the natural break off of the chapter, yeah. according to Paul, um, Brother Kapow, uh, and because he's talking about ancient Israel, and then he'll continue going. Remember, Peter's audience here is a Jewish church. There, he's talking to, to Israel, a Jewish church, and to us, but this is what he's specifically writing to. All right, go for it. Did you want me to read the whole thing, or do you want me just to, well, you'll tell me when to I'll stop. I'll just okay. interrupt you like I always do. Second Peter 1 verse 20 says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Chapter 2. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves 
swift destruction. Okay, let's break that down. So she started in verse 20 in chapter one, and he's talking about, Peter says, just one thing you have to know first, that no prophecy is of a private interpretation. There's no prophecy that's of a private thing, right? It's not David Mead crunching mm-hmm. numbers on the, on the computer. It's mm-hmm. not that. This was giving in, in old time in ancient Israel, not by man's will or about his intellect, but through the Holy Spirit. That's how they spoke, right? Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between someone who speaks through the Holy Spirit and someone who speaks through their own lame brain. Yep. There's a huge difference. And it it really takes some discernment to know the difference. That's true. <laughs> but there's a huge difference. And if you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you and you walk in the Spirit and not after the flesh, you'll know the difference. Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't, you're going to be beguiled. It's just, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so then in chapter 2... As, as he's talking about ancient Israel, talking, these prophets were moved and they wrote and talked according to the Holy Spirit. And then he says, but there were false prophets also among those people. Even in those days, there were false prophets. So we, it's, it's nothing new. False prophets are nothing new. And, and if you look at the old stories, when the false prophets arose, they arose during the time when God has said, judgment is coming. Mm-hmm. And then the false prophets came and told the people, no, it's not. God's cool. We're cool. We're his people. He wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. That's, that's usually what happened. And, um, or, or, or certain kings and stuff of Israel wanted to hear the prophecies that would, uh, you know, we're going to go to battle. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll get some prophets of God to give us the stamp of approval. So the false prophets would come up and go, yeah, you're going to win. You're going to win. God is with you. Go to battle. Except when you called, uh, what was it? Micah, you know, the, the, the one prophet and he came, he says, Oh, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, you're screwed. Or Mm -hmm. actually what he said, he says, Oh yeah, you're going to win. Go. And they knew he was, he was lying. Yeah. He says, well, if I tell you the truth, you're not going to believe me anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So go out, have a good time. See what happens. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> of course they lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no one no one wants to hear, you know, that. It, it's it's always been like that. The other false prophet that goes with Peter and Jude is, is Balaam. Mm-hmm. You see, Balaam was a prophet of God. But the king Balak, see, he, he saw Israel flourishing and getting bigger and bigger and taking the land. He didn't dig that. He was jealous. And he says, well, I want to curse these people. Well, Balaam, who was a prophet of God, says you can't curse them because they're God's people. They're walking in the spirit. <laughs> no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Mm-hmm. Just like you, right? Mm-hmm. If you're walking in the spirit. And he says, well, how do, how do I get God to curse them? And there's a way to get God to curse you also. That's right. And so Balaam teaches them how to, how to get them. What you have to do is you have to disobey God's commands. So they sent these sexy Moabite women that look like Bebe. They look like Beyonce at Coachella. <laughs> and she's all sexy. And so they entice the men and the men go after the Moabite women and their strange gods. Mm. Guess what happens? It brings a curse on them because God said, thou shalt not have any of the gods before me or this, 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 right? Mm. So that's, that's what's called going the way of Balaam. Mm-hmm. He was a false, he, he, he did false teaching. Right. He was a prophet of God to give a false teaching, see? 
So back, th- it's been happening for a long time, and it's always for like personal gain, for money. Um, and one of these other things that these false prophets and false teachers are, they're they're deceptive, because even Christ says that these false prophets come in sheep's clothing. Oh yeah, but they're really wolves. And in like in Second Corinthians, was it say? Um, and uh, chapter 11 says, for such as false prophets or apostles, deceitful workers, they transform themselves in the apostles of Christ. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is of no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. And that's, that is perfect, Ms. Capel, because... The very next line that Peter says is, um, well, after he says there, there will also, there's also were false prophets among those people back then, mm-hmm. even as there shall be, like right now and in, 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 in the future where we live now, false teachers among you who privily, privily, that means secretly, mm-hmm. shall bring in damnable heresies. Yep. So just what you read there where you said it's it's deceiving. Mm-hmm. You see, if if they just came up and said, hey, people, let's serve a different Cheez-Its. Mm-hmm. If, Hillsong, if Hillsong started off as an Assembly of God church, which used to be a good denomination, by the way. They used to be Spirit-filled Pentecostal Assembly of God. Um, and they have like every all the other denominations that go sideways. But if Hillsong when it came up and they were uh, an Assembly of God church way back when and said, hey, let's go serve this Cheez-Its guy and make uh, our music the worship and and do weird Cirque Soleil stuff in our church. And right. Mm-hmm. They would have been kicked off the planet. Right. By by evangelicals. They don't do that. They start off subtly. Say it's deceiving. And then they bring it in little by little damnable heresies, which means you're damned when you follow them. That's what that means. That's right. And so Peter, so Peter explains that to us. He explains what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that that it was done secretly, secretly. Yeah. Uh, now here's what's interesting. Because in the early church in Peter's day, mm-hmm. all the way till now, it's the false teaching is not at first open it's and it's not direct Mm-mm. it's 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 by the way it's it's subtle and it brings an error by the side okay of true doctrine you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's it's what it's what we always call the uh the poop sandwich yeah right excuse me folks i gotta adjust my mic it's falling because <laughs> it's the end of the world that's what we call the poop sandwich. And if you're new to the uh, show, let me explain what a poop sandwich is. I offer you a double cheeseburger, beautiful cooked um, piece of meat on the top, piece of meat on the bottom, you know, mm, cheese in the center. But mixed in is a little dog poop. You got to eat it? Mm-mm, not me. Because it's a good burger? No, because the poop has idolatrated the whole thing. It's a poop sandwich. Well, people eat poop sandwiches all the time. You know, well, the rest of it's good. They do a good job here. They do it, right? Mm. 
poop sandwich. So they do that secretly. They bring in their poop sandwiches on the side. So the the Roman Catholics had objected to basically this kind of a scripture, this kind of, you know, when you, when you say Catholicism mm-hmm. is paganism, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not true Christianity, they object. And you know what they say? They say, well, the Protestants, you know, Martin Luther, Martin Luther and, and, and Calvin and Swigley, all the, Pro- you know, the Reformation guys, they couldn't really prove or point out exactly what date the beginning of the false doctrines superseded the original truth. So if you're saying Catholicism is, is not true, it's not true doctrine, when, when did exactly didn't that happen? Hmm. You can't answer that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know why they can't answer that? It's because Peter already answered it. And he says that these false doctrines, this false religion, all false religions would be secretly entered in that the first introduction of these false things would be through stealth and unobserved. That's right. Jude 4 says the same thing. That's right. So that answers a lot of questions. Like, well, what happened in the church? How do we know it's wrong? I didn't see when they... Because it's their secret. They're, they're, they're deceiving. Mm-hmm. They privily shall bring in damnable heresies. All right, Ms. Capel, go yeah, on. Like, from- uh, well, like oh. um, Jude 4, I'll read it to them. Okay. For there are certain men that crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our Lord or, or God into lasciviousness and di- denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And then when we go to Deuteronomy 13, says, If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and gives thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. So once again, they did this miracle or this sign, mm-hmm. and then they give you the false teachings, right? Because you've already trusted them. The poop sandwich. Mm-hmm. And verse 3 says, Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust thee out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in. So shalt thou put the away put the evil away from the midst of thee. Wow. Perfect. Perfect example of what Peter was writing. Mm-hmm. Because after he says they bring in damnable heresies, that's damning you, by the way, damning mm-hmm. the listener or the person who goes for that. Then he says, even denying the Lord mm-hmm. that bought them. And, and Ms. Kapow just read those scriptures. You, 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 you fall away from God. Mm-hmm. So even even these these heresies deny the Lord that bought them, and they bring upon themselves swift destruction. That's well, right. well, that doesn't mean oh well, Hillsong is still existing. Uh, what's his name? Kravitz, the the Hillsong of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the cowboy, the naked cowboy. Yeah, I pastor. know him as the cowboy pastor. Yeah, I, don't, I forget his first name. I don't know. I'm calling him Lenny Kravitz. Um, 
You know, you go, well, he's still around. Well, swift destruction doesn't mean like immediately here. It means that when Christ comes, he's swiftly gone. Mm-hmm. Just like the flood. Yeah. When the floodgates opened, they were swiftly gone or Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. When, it, when the sky fell, they, they're gone. That's so right. that's, it's swift. It's going to happen. That's right. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Verse two. Mm-hmm. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Many follow. That's why I opened it up with, you know, Jonathan Click or Mead or all these guys. Um, people follow them. The mm-hmm. pernicious ways. What does that mean? What's pernicious? Pernicious uh, means ruin or loss, like physical, spiritual, or eternal. It's damn, damnable. Destruction, perdition, Pernicious waste. It's a waste. Yeah. They're following the waste. Yeah. It's ruin, loss. Yeah. And that, this is what always gripes me. By reason of whom the way of truth shall be spoken, evil spoken of. Mm-hmm. And with the articles I posted last week about this false prophecy that, that uh, Jesus was coming today or doomsday was going to happen today is that the rest of the world or anybody with half a brain makes fun of it. Mm-hmm. See? And so... You know, I have met so many people, folks, that are that are anti-Christian. I mean, they 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 really don't want to hear about Christ, and mm-hmm. uh, they don't want to hear anything. You know, d- just just Jesus or about anything like that. They really don't. They, mm-hmm. they don't want to hear it. And when you when you talk to them or you hear them talk, you find out the reason why they're so against Christianity. It's because they have some kind of Catholic background Mm -hmm. and they got burned out in Catholicism. Catholicism destroyed them. And so they lump up. We even know a person who's not a Catholic that thinks Christianity is lumped in there. You Mm -hmm. know, Uh, know, look at the wars. They killed so many innocent people and stuff. They think that's Christianity. And so they reject Christ. And so they don't, they don't know the biblical Christ. They don't know the real Jesus. They don't mm-hmm. know the real Yeshua HaMashiach. They don't know him. That's right. Because of the false religions and false teachings. That's what they know. And so they think that's Christianity. And you'll notice these articles you read in the paper or things that are anti-Christian, a lot of it is referring to Catholicism. That's mm-hmm. your Christianity. That's right. And so that's what, what Peter is saying there. Of whom? By reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Mm-hmm. That's why it's hard to witness to people. That's right. And when the where it says, and many shall follow, the word follow is um, to imitate, obey, yield, or comply with. And it goes with 1 Timothy 4, which says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed, follow, mm. obey, yield to, seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Oh, boy. And see, and, and during this time, because there's more and more lawlessness, more iniquity abounds or increase, multiplies, that the love of many will grow cold, and people just don't care anymore. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, gosh, isn't the, the word of God's amazing? Huh? It, it <laughs> really is. Oh, it all ties in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like all these scriptures. I mean, it's truly inspired by the Holy Spirit. There's no way oh, yeah. a, humans could have inter, intertwined these these cogs in the wheel like this. And that's why it takes the Holy Spirit who wrote 
the book to yeah. explain it and give you the insight. That's true. To it. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Verse oh, three. Yes. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not. And that's in correlation with uh, Jude 16 and 18, which I'll read real quickly. Okay. These are murmurers, complainings, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaks great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. Mm. And they, uh, you know, they're making merchandise. They're making merchandise. Yeah, which means to travel in country to peddle sell or trade so they're selling you they're they're pen, they're trading you you know I, I love you listen to like joel olstein and stuff I've, we've heard several interviews of this guy he talks about the kind of money they bring in mm-hmm. and even uh you know larry king is like what you bring in four million a week you know whatever it was mm-hmm. yeah and, go, and people just send this in yeah yeah <laughs> you know and they know that the whole church is a front for his book sales that's you right. know, which he goes, I don't take a salary. Well, of course you don't take a salary. He makes all this millions of dollars through his, his book sales. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, oh my goodness. So, uh, yeah, they're making merchandise of, of you, <laughs> people. Yeah, and it says through covetousness, which is fraud, greed, and covetous practices. And <sighs> feigned words, feigned means artificial, um, words formed from clay, wax, or stone. It's just, you know... Yeah. Unvaluable. <laughs> and they make merchandise of you. They make money off of you. And this is what's amazing is that we've been warned about this for 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Romans 16 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For your obedience is come abroad unto all men, and I am glad, therefore on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. <laughs> but yet, of <laughs> <laughs> all these clowns, unbelievable. Okay. Um, and then talking about these people who make merchandise out of other people through the gospel, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. In other words, it's coming and they're judged. Mm-hmm. It's just when Christ comes and he, and he ends this age, that's it. It's going to be sudden. Yeah. 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 And then Peter explains the the uh, the seriousness of it. Mm-hmm. That, that, of course, they're going to be judged. And, of course, they're going to be damned. Because he, then he starts talking about the angels. And, and this goes a lot with Jude. So we'll start here in, in verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Okay, stop there. Of course, he, what he's talking about is that God spared not the angels to sin. We're talking about uh, Genesis 6, 4. We're talking about the angels that came down, made it with the daughters of men. They left their first estate, according to Jude. Um, mm-hmm. Enoch, Book of Jubilees, has all this stuff in there. They said... So God didn't spare them like, well, they're angels and, you know, they're my creatures. And they're, you know, he didn't spare them. He delivered them. The word hell is Tartarus. Mm-hmm. It's, it's only here and in, in Jude, I believe. You know, it's Tartarus. Mm-hmm. 
That's where they're reserved in chains and to utter uh, uh, in darkness until the judgment. This was the first set of angels. There was other angels that then came after them. Um, like uh, Genesis 6, 4 says, you know, in those days there were Nephilim in, in the land. Um, and also after that, there was okay. another. And we still have some of them running around here causing problems, of course. You call them mm-hmm. the Illuminati or whatever you want, but they're the ancient ones. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then when it says to be reserved unto judgment, the mm-hmm. word reserved means to um, guard or to keep an eye on to prevent from um, being escaped. Okay. So they're prisoners. Yep. There. Okay, verse 5. And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. And so it it goes with the verse 4, because the angels that sinned uh, and mated with the daughters of men and brought forth these hybrid genetic, uh, genetically modified humans, right? Mm -hmm. And actually corrupted the whole human seed. The whole human race. I know. If you think about it, only eight persons survived that flood. That was it. They were the only genetically pure people. Uh, and so he's making that, he's making, Peter's making that distinction that if he, God didn't spare these, these angels who did this, and he didn't spare the old world, the anti-Diluvian world, the pre-flood world was not spared. He's not going to spare this one either. That's right. But he saved Noah. And this is interesting because it says he's the eighth person. Mm-hmm. So that means there were seven others, but he was the eighth. And he was a preacher of righteousness. Mm-hmm. He preached righteousness. He said, people, repent. Don't do this. Go back to Yahweh. Right? That's right. But God had to bring in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Verse six. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly. And once again, he's continuing with his theme, showing you these false teachers and false prophets making merchandise out of people won't be spared. Mm-hmm. Their judgment is sure. It's swift. It's going to happen suddenly. And he compares it to the days of Noah. Yep. And in Jude 7, it says, Even of Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. And the word strange flesh, strange means alien, mm-hmm. means foreign. Yep. And they were Sodomites. Because sodomy is the result of demonic uh, control. Mm-hmm. So now you, your your person is mixed with this other strange flesh. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, it's a mixture. It's, it's a result of that. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and these guys were going after strange flesh. They were they were ungodly, ungodly, rebellious, ungodly people, and um, hey, it ended bad. And so that's what Peter's saying. It ended bad for all these people. As an example, do you think it's going to end bad for us? Now, Hillsong, I keep talking about Hillsong. It's the only goofy church I can think of off the top of my head. But there's millions of them like that. Mm-hmm. They're all around you. Uh, how many times do you hear sermons that remind you of Sodom and Gomorrah and the uh, preacher's giving his 20-minute pep talk to you and going, hey, 
Just like Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, we're going to be destroyed if we live ungodly lives. There's not many of them. Mm-mm. I don't think there's any of them. And so I think the world, well, I know the world in general and Christianity as a whole has forgotten the importance of Sodom and Gomorrah because they, they were overthrown as an example. That's right. Unto everybody who should live ungodly after that. They should go, oh, oh that's what happened. We don't mm-hmm. want to do that. But, but if you look around you, I don't think anybody cares. They don't. Because that was an old <laughs> story, a oh, myth, yeah. perhaps, you know. Yeah, I'd probably, yeah, anyway, it's just, you know, scare tactics. Or and these God are the mockers yeah. of today. Yeah. And you know what? Because God is love, you wouldn't exactly. do that. He's love. Mm-hmm. And you can be a homosexual. You can be a sodomite because it's about love. You're not being promiscuous. You love your partner. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. According to the false teachers who will twist the scripture to their own damnation and to your damnation. Exactly. And a lot of these false churches, when these ch- these young people come in, you know, they're attracted to the concert-like sermons now right. and the, you know, the, the, the music and whatnot. And I, I had, uh, was watching on YouTube, this one gal that was uh, attracted to Hillsong was because of the music and because of their uh, acceptance of her for whatever, however she believed, it didn't matter. And she felt God's presence there and she felt that she was accepted no matter what. But and, that you can't base your salvation on a feeling. And you know what? The same gal gave this interview because they were talking about, well, don't they require 10% of your income for ties? And she laughs. She goes, oh, that's a joke. She goes, I've been going there for years, and I've probably given four bucks, mm-hmm. you know, in the thing. And she talked like she's a Christian, right? Because I go there because, you know, it feels good and the people are accepting and stuff. And then as she continues in this interview, you find out she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And she, actually, she's a switch hitter. She goes uh, both ways. Yep. And she finds love in men and in women. And, but she's currently in a lesbian relationship. And it's cool. Mm-hmm. See? Because church, that church does not condemn that kind yes. of lifestyle. And that's the jingle jangle that that's people... The tickling of the ears. Yes. And that's what attracts them. And that's why they have thousands and thousands of people. And those are the Christians that people see. Yes. And like Peter said, it besmears the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Verse seven. And delivered just Lot. And Lot's name means veil or covering, by the way. Mm. Vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. So Peter's saying, all this judgment's coming. He didn't spare any of these people. But in all of that, God delivers. He mm-hmm. delivered Noah, the eighth, and he delivered just Lot, a righteous guy, because he was vexed. His spirit was like, ah, oh, I can't take this conversation of these people. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with it. And then yeah. it says in parentheses in verse eight, go ahead. For that, hey, just a second. My, my, uh. Mine did that it earlier. changed on me. Hold on, people. Just hold Mine on. did that earlier. If you go to the far left and you'll see KJV Strong's mm-hmm. in your Bibles, click on that and it should come back. Okay. Mine did that too. It just disappeared right in the middle of yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, what verse? We're eight, uh, right? Verse eight. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, see, it did again. I think you're going to have to read it. I'll read it that. just keeps changing on me. I'll read that. Um, and so he delivered just Lot, okay? And that word there means um, equitable in character, innocent, okay? Righteous. He delivers him because his, his soul, his spirit was vexed. That means it was exhausted. Because I, I mean, how many of you listening are just exhausted with all the crap that goes on around you? Me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can't even hear songs anymore. I know. I mean, we can't even hear songs. It's so hard to listen to any kind of music or even old songs that you thought were innocent. And mm-hmm. you really listen to the words and you go, oh, my God. Gosh, that's pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Seriously, folks. Mm-hmm. Or like, listen to what he's talking about. Who does a moon dance? Who dances to the, in the moonlight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or up on the rooftop to go see heaven? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, we can go on and on. I mean, come on. It's You're vexed. And then in verse 8, it's in parentheses. Peter explains. He says, for that righteous man, Lot... Right, dwelling among them, these ungodly people, and seeing and hearing everything, right? All this stuff on Netflix, all this stuff that I mean, even on the news and stuff. You don't watch Netflix. Lot was watching Netflix, but he's around people who do. Mm-hmm. And he heard and he saw this, and it vexed his righteous soul. And it says, from day to day, mm-hmm. with their unlawful deeds, every day he was like, ugh, yeah. But you know, I was just thinking about how just this is just me, but the dwelling means to sit down. And a lot of times when you sit and you dwell, it's because you're comfortable there. Mm -hmm. But as a Christian, you're always supposed to be standing. Yeah. That's a good point. You know what I mean? And so that could be, you know, why he's like, oh, it's so, so heavy. Yeah. And stuff. Because he's still part of it. Exactly. So you have to stand and put on that whole armor of God and fight that. Good fight of faith. That's a good point. Yeah, because the word is settled down to reside. Mm-hmm. You know, did you get your thing fixed? Yes, I did. And oh. also, I wanted one to say about uh, verse eight is in Psalms uh, one nineteen fifty three, and I'll read it here. And it says, "Horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake the law." Wow. Yeah. Isn't that a, wow. Isn't that a great scripture? That's a great one to uh, post mm-hmm. on your mirror. Well, I got right here, Jerry Bear. Wow. 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 Yeah, I, wow. I wow. thought that was a good one. Okay. Verse nine. And the Lord knows how to deliver the, go- the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. There it is. And when Peter says punish swiftly, you know, it's coming on them suddenly, you know, immediately they're going to be punished. People think, well, they're still hanging around and nothing happened to them. He's not talking about right now. He's talking on the day of judgment. That's right. There's no time to repent. There's no time to, you know. Because it's going to happen so quickly. Yeah. There's no time to go, oh, I screwed up, man. Lord, forget. There's no time. Mm-mm. You know, like when we were, well, when I was first saved and stuff, and uh, the people would say, you know, when uh, the rapture took place, oh, I'll just say real quickly, oh, Jesus saved my soul. <laughs> oh, I, I used to say that to my mother all the time. You oh. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's you're, you're not going to have time. Yeah. It's that um, that prison, prison conversion. Mm-hmm. You know, you see these prisoners get busted for murder. Mm-hmm. And then they're in prison. And now, now they have time to uh, repent. Mm-hmm. And they get a Bible and they become model prisoners. 
and Christians because mm-hmm. they have time. Well, it's not it's not a prisoner con- you know conversion. The yeah. end of the world. It's it, that's it. Yeah. Plus, it's a lie because the Holy Spirit is the one that draws you. Yeah. It's not something that comes from your own self. Mm-mm. So that right there is a, a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah. And, and the other thing is when when Christ does return, when it's the end of the age. That means it's the end of probation. It's that's mm-hmm. the end. That's there there is no more. Yeah. So that bell's been rung, and that's what's happening. Um. So the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. It does. You know, it reminds me of that scripture when Christ says He prays to the Father. I'm not asking you to deliver them from the world, mm-hmm. but just out of the out of the hands of that evil one, that 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 liar, that Satan guy. Mm. Right. That's right. So God knows how to deliver you out of the temptations, the the experiment, the trial, the proving, the proving ground. He knows how to deliver you just like he did Lot and Noah. And he also knows how to reserve those unjust, those unrighteous sinner people, mm-hmm. right? Those fraudulently deceitful people. He knows how to reserve them until the day of judgment to be punished. That's right. Verse 10, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed, and they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. All right, now we're going to get into a whole different thing, kind of, because this goes with the Jude thing about Michael the archangel disputing with the body of Moses. We explained that to you. It's nowhere in the Bible, but it's probably in the ancient book of Jasser or some other ancient books that we don't have anymore. Mm. Um, And so it was Jewish, you know, uh, verbal tradition or was written down somewhere, but it's in our Bible that this happened. So it happened. Mm -hmm. Michael, the archangels disputing with Satan for the body of Moses. And as he was disputing for this, he did not bring a railing accusation against Satan and said, hey, I curse you because blah, 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 right? Because angels don't judge, God judges. Mm-hmm. And the the context, the reason why Jude was writing this and Peter's writing this is not because he's saying, well, don't curse Satan, don't cast out demons. He's not saying that. Jesus said to cast out demons in his name. Mm-hmm. You do these things. Satan's a liar. It's okay to call him a liar. He's a liar. But you're not judging Satan. You're not the judge. God's judging Satan. It's right there at the end of the age. He's and he's. We are to. We're going to judge angels. Mm-hmm. You see, but angels don't judge. No. So when it says, but but chiefly, God's going to punish those that walk after the flesh. Ugh, do not walk it in the spirit. They're walking after the flesh mm-hmm. and the lust of uncleanness. And when it says despise government, that's not Trump. That's not Putin. When they despise government, the word is dominion Mm -hmm. or lordship. That's right. Who's the one who possesses everything? Who's the Lord? Christ. Mm -hmm. They despise God's dominion, his government. That's what that means. So don't let anybody try to fool you and use this scripture to be political. Because it's not. No. This is presumption. They're presumptuous. They're self-willed. And they're not afraid to speak evil of dignities. It doesn't mean Trump or Obama or Putin. Dignities means glory. It's Mm -hmm. where we get our word doxology, doxa. Mm -hmm. It means praise or worship. Who gets praise and worship in heaven? The Lord God. The Lord God. So they speak evil of God. They blaspheme God. Mm -hmm. That's what this is talking about. And it goes with Jude 12, I believe. 
where where Satan was disputing. Oh, Jude nine. Jude nine, where Satan was disputing about the body of Moses with Satan, but didn't dare bring a railing accusation or a blasphemy, blasphemous accusation against Satan, because he knew Satan was once a a, a mighty powerful archangel. Yep. So Michael just said, the Lord rebuke The thee. Lord rebuke you because God's the one who judges. Mm-hmm. Okay? But we, as followers of Christ, don't you know we're going uh, to judge angels? Yeah, we are. Okay, Ms. Kapow, I want to take a short break. and We're going to come back. All right. Okay? But before I take the short break, I want to explain to people what's going on. Uh, I have released a couple of singles now on online digital retailers okay it's on um itunes uh apple music spotify you name it it's on there it's uh you can listen to the whole songs on youtube without buying them just the project's called mesquite cafe if you go to youtube just type in mesquite cafe and they'll pop up all right the first one is 1133 blues some of you have already heard it and responded, I like that. Thank you. Um, it's it's important because I'm talking about the numbers 1133 and about destruction. I'm talking about exactly what we're, we're talking about today. The second one I've just released is called He's a Lie. And I think you guys will like it because I wrote it as an anti-anti-Christ song. Because I what I noticed is there's so many songs out there that glorify Satan. And like Lot, I'm getting sick of it. So I decided to write one that told the truth. Because Satan's a liar. And that's what this is. All right? And that's available right now on everything. Um, Amazon, iTunes, everywhere. And um, so I am going to play. Should I play the whole song for him, Lynn, or just a clip? I'll play the whole song. The whole song? All right. I'm going to play the whole song for you guys. And then we're going to go back to Peter afterwards. So this is called He's a Liar.
we're back. You know, I just I just love the lead singer on that. Uh, he's just so. Yeah. He's so cool. Yeah. Well, you know, in my production. It's a great song. Yeah. It, the song is, listen to the words. <laughs> the song's good. It's, Satan's a liar. That's right. And he's more than just a liar. He is the lie. Mm-hmm. His whole thing is a lie. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's why he's the father of lies. He is the lie. It originates there. That's what Peter's talking about, these false teachers and false doctrines. It mm-hmm. all goes the same. And it's within the whole world. Yeah. You know, it doesn't Ugh. matter what program you watch on TV, what movies you watch, what songs you hear, um, the news that you watch. Everything is a fabrication. Mm-hmm. Everything is to manipulate you in some form or fashion. Absolutely. Everything. Yeah. And then the whole spirit of that is permeated in the whole world. Mm-hmm. You know, even people who are good people, you say, oh, that's a good person. Well, yeah, but but they're, they lie to you. Mm-hmm. They try to manipulate you. Try to, you know, all the time. What's that's up right. with that? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's continue with verse 11. 11, where it says, whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not reeling accusation against them before the Lord. And that's exactly what I talked about before the little break there. Mm-hmm. The angels, and that harkens back to June 9, where that's he right. says, Michael the archangel wouldn't bring a blasphemous railing against Satan um, and said, the Lord rebuke you. So that's what it means. Whereas angels, they're greater in power and might than these false prophets, right? Mm-hmm. They're greater like that. But yet, in verse 12, here's what they do. In verse 12, it says, But these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. Natural brute beast. Wow. They're Mm -hmm. born natural. You know that soulish nature? That soulish nature. They're not. Re, they're not reborn in Christ. Mm-mm. They just. They're false brethren. They look like you, but they're not you, right? That's right. Yeah, and they speak evil. They speak evil. Oh, the other thing is, they're they're born to be taken and destroyed. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Captured in destruction. Yep. Wow. Jude ten says, but these speak evil of those things that they know not but what they know naturally as brute brute beasts and those things, they corrupt themselves. Yeah. And so they're talking smack, basically they're talking smack about God and they're blaspheming his name through their false doctrines and teachings. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Horrible. 13, Uh, right? Yes. 13. And shall receive the reward of unrighteousness. Remember when Jesus comes, he's going to bring his rewards with him. Yes. As they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime, spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. Sheesh. So they're just hanging out. They pleasure and riot, riot just living, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it says in the daytime. In other words, they don't know the night's coming. 
Mm-hmm. And there's spots and blemishes. All right. Jude 12 says, These are spots in your feasts of charity when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about with wind, of winds, trees whose fruit withers, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by their roots, and raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Wow. Same thing. All right. 14. 14. Having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, a heart they have exercised with covetous practice, just as cursed children. Yeah, this is what I thought was interesting. When it says having eyes full of idolatry, in the Greek, it's actually a uh, prolonged form of the feminine of um of a, of of a, of a certain word and it and it really means idolatrous so literally it says having eyes full of an adulteress mm. that's what it literally means in the greek right an adulteress so let's let's talk about that what's an adulteress as the intimate alliance of god you know, with the people of Israel was likened to a marriage. Those who relapse into idolatry, idolatry are said to commit idolatry or play the whore. Mm. You get it? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Th- these are the blasphemers, the people of false teachers, the mm. false brethren, right? So in the Greek, having eyes full of adultery literally means having eyes full of an adulteress. So it's it's as, as though they are carried about within their eyes, within themselves, adulteresses always dwelling in their eyes. So the eye being the avenue of lust, it makes the adulteress or adulteresses who fills their eyes to be alluring desire. Mm, Very much like the lust of the flesh. Yeah. So having eyes full of adultery, they have that alluring desire all the time and people Mm. follow them. Yuck. That's pretty heavy when you break it down. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you know, if you just read it in the English, having eyes full of adultery, you think, oh, well, you know, they're committing sexual sin. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It goes way beyond that. And they're cursed children. And like we were talking about um, Balaam, you know, how he tried to, what he did lure yeah. the, um, the Hebrews with um, the Moabites. Yeah. And, and, and they became the, cursed. Yeah, they became cursed. And that's what 14 says, you know. Uh, these eyes cannot cease from beguiling unstable souls. Mm-hmm. A heart they've exercised, they've actually exercised their, their consciousness with covetous practices. Peter calls them cursed children or children of the curse, just mm-hmm. like you said, Miss Capel. Yep. Children of the curse. Wow. Verse 15 which have forsaken the right way. And that means that they were walking the right way. Yes. And now they've forsaken it and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Bazor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. And and we talked about Balaam. That's mm-hmm. what he did. He led people away because the king was going to pay him money if he cursed Israel or you know, got got God to curse him and that's what he did basically it's the it's the uh, Jezebelian spirit in revelation mm-hmm. it's one thing i have against you you've permitted that Jezebelian switch hitting whore to teach my people that's right 
Think about it. Think about it. Verse 16, but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. Yeah. Basically, he hindered the insanity of the uh, prophet. Yeah. The, the, the donkey had to talk to him and say, what are you doing? That's mm-hmm. pretty bad. When, yeah. God, when God has to use a donkey to talk to you, mm-hmm. you're pretty hard-headed. That's right. Okay. 17? 17. Hold on. I did it again. Oh, man. It must be something that... Uh, that does this. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. 17. Okay, here it is. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. It goes right with what Jude had, had written. That's right. We talked about last week, you know. Um, they're mists, they're dark, they're transparent. Um, there's nothing there. They're just empty, right? Mm-hmm. Reserved forever. 18. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh. Through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. So that kind of goes with the eyes full of adulteresses. Right, mm-hmm. they allure through the lust of the flesh, much wantedness. Who do they allure? Those that were clean, right? Once saved, always saved. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Those that were clean escaped from who escaped from them who live in error. That means <clears throat> there's some ignorant souls that got saved and didn't grow in the Lord. They stayed on the milk, right? Mm-hmm. And so then they were able to be led astray. By them, mm. when they had once before had had escaped from that error, went back, kind of like a dog going back to the vomit or a pig going back to the to the uh, uh, mud pile after yeah, being uh, the washed. Mire. Yeah. Okay. Nineteen. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same he is brought in bondage. Oh yeah, Joel Osteen, Hillsong, all those guys. They promise liberty. Be free. You could be a homosexual. You could be a lesbian. You could be bi. You can do whatever you want. God loves you. Blah, blah, blah. Here's freedom. But behind all of that, he's they've made you a slave, a servant, mm-hmm. because what you're in bondage, sin that you're in bondage to, you become a slave to that. Yep. Jesus says, whoever soever <coughs> commits sin is the servant of sin. And I think I'd believe Jesus over uh, Kravitz. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now. Verse 20. For if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Folks, it's, that's taking your hand off the plow. I don't know how in the world anybody can absolutely believe or preach or teach eternal security in the sense of once saved, always saved. I, I really can't how any Calvinist or Baptist church can can preach that in this sense. Mm-mm. When you have scriptures so clear like this, that says, for if after they escape the pollutions of the world, how did they escape the pollutions of the world? Through meditation? No. Through yoga? Uh, through, through their self-will of being a good guy? Mm-mm. They did it through the knowledge of the Lord. That means they got saved. And the Savior Jesus Christ, 
They got saved. They accepted his salvation, his free gift. Mm-hmm. And then it says they are again entangled therein. Entangled in the what? The world. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they're over. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, and God said, don't love the world or the things in the world. And there's a reason for that, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just because he's mean. No. It says they get entangled in and overcome. That means that well, they slipped a little bit. They're overcome again. They decided they could be a homosexual or a sodomite mm-hmm. or bisexual and a lesbian. They're overcome. What does Peter say? The latter end is worse for them than it was in the beginning before they were even saved. Mm-hmm. Because once you've been saved and you've been cleaned, those devils that were taken out of you are circling about. And when you walk away from God and his word and his truth, you are left vulnerable for those same demons to come with seven more wicked ones. Because they they, they go out to dry places and they're looking mm-hmm. for another host to inhabit. And they go back and they find the original host swept clean. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this. But nothing's there to fill it. And so they come back in, but they bring seven more even worse than they mm-hmm. and plus the your state is worse. plus your judgment would be even greater because you knew yeah the truth yeah Oof. Uchi. don't want to don't want to be that don't be that guy no Mm-mm. uh 21 for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them how can you possibly believe in once saved, always saved? For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness. That mm-hmm. means they knew it. Yeah. It wasn't like, well, they weren't, they were, I, I used to love uh, the Calvary Chapel pastor. He used to tell me all the time, well, then um, uh, they, they weren't really saved. Yeah, well, they right. backed mm-hmm. Well, then they weren't really saved in the first place. Bull crap. You just, don't, you just want the jingle jangle. You don't want the truth of the word, mm-hmm. you know? That's right. And that's why, I mean, that's, seriously, that's why the message of this podcast on Kapow Radio Show has minimal listeners because people don't want to, really, they really don't want to hear this kind of message. Mm-hmm. And this ain't a message we're making up or it's a topical message we're putting together. We're just reading the scriptures, that's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. But the vast majority of people run away from this stuff. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to hear it. But this is what it says. We didn't write this. No. This is what Peter wrote through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Plus, Peter has a little street cred because he actually walked with Jesus on the earth. <laughs> he actually was there with the transfiguration. I'm sorry. I think he has a little bit of street cred. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) Verse 22. But it happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to its own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Once a dog, always a dog, only to return to being a dog. Once a pig, always a pig, only to return to being a pig. And the word mire means mud, but it also means dung. Poop. Mm. Poop, poop. Just go wallow in the poop. In your poop. Yep. Your filth. And that's what Peter says. But it happened unto them, according to the true proverb. Peter Peter likes quoting proverbs. You know that? First <laughs> Peter and Second Peter. He loves the book of Proverbs. It, it shows that it's, it's written by the, the same guy. the book of wisdom. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Ah, so it's, it's a, it's the saying is, is, is out of the, it's the usual course or deviation from the usual manner of speaking. Um, that that's what a proverb is you know it's a like a dark saying mm-hmm. so what that's what he's trying to tell you is these people were just i'm just talking about writing about it's just like that dark saying says it's like a dog turned to his own gross vomit yeah. again again then after a pig is cleaned up and washed it goes back and rolls around in the poop yeah yeah yes. yeah so that's the beautiful positive message we have for you all today. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write it. I didn't write it. Ms. Kapow didn't write it. Ms. Kapow didn't wake up and said, hey, let's, let's, you know, let's just tell people that, you know, if they don't straighten up, uh, judgment's going to happen like Sodom and Gomorrah. If they follow false teachers, let's go tell these people. She didn't wake up and say that. Peter said it. And we're just reading it and breaking it down. Uh, because you're not going to get that on the on the false teacher channels. Yeah, you're just not going to get it because they're they're talking about bling and sexy and jingle jangle and the gray areas of of the law, the gray areas of God's commands, the the gray sins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they have thousands and thousands of people who follow them, and I know why, and you know why. But still, it's hard. It's still hard because it's heartbreaking. It is. And you wish it wasn't so. You really you really don't. You, you wish at least a message like this would compete a little bit, but it doesn't. Yeah, and that's because the gospel has been so watered down by these false teachers <sighs> yeah. and false prophets. And when did it happen? We don't know because they snuck in secretly with damnable heresies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The damnable heresies, because it's just like what what Peter says at the, at the end, you know, mm-hmm. just like the end that they 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 go back to their own filth. Yeah, after escaping the pollutions of the world through Jesus Christ, they become entangled and overcome again. Yeah, like God says, my per- people perish for lack of knowledge. Knowledge of Him, His mm-hmm. knowledge. Yeah, really heavy stuff. All right, Mr. Powell. It's very sobering, is it not? It is. And we are to be sober. We are. Uh, I think i got some more daylight left. Uh, see if the end of the world happens. All and, right. Um, if not, we'll we'll be back for Freedom Friday. If the <laughs> end, if the end happens, like I said last Friday, um, don't expect to hear the show because I'll be at Walmart looking for a FEMA camp. <laughs> Trying to get some bottle water. water. Please, government, give me some bottle water, some cheese. Uh, okay, dog. All right. Good night. Ciao, babies. <laughs> <laughs>